Many of us wake up every morning realizing that today could be the day that everything changes, that we are one handshake away, one coffee date away, one phone call away from the rest of our lives being changed forever. But how many of us wake up every morning realize, realizing that that phone call could not change our life, but could change and affect the lives of thousands of other people around us? Hi, I'm Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. A few episodes back, episode 55, I believe, I shared a story of the MS St. Louis, which was an ocean liner that sailed from Germany to Havana in America and Canada with over 900 Jewish refugees aboard. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and take some time and and listen to that great story moving. And if you have heard the episode, you would know that it has quite the tragic ending. After I recorded that episode, it got me thinking about the story that I'm going to be sharing with you today about Nicholas Winton. Now, Nicholas Winton, in my mind, is is a hero. But what I really like about him is that he's so humble and he's hidden. It wasn't like he was set out to do something great, but he just did what he saw he could do in front of him. He just took responsibility for an issue that was in front of him. And that to me is... So admirable. So the story of Winton goes like this. It was the year 1938. The war again between World War II is about to break out. And Winton is a guy who's working in the stock exchange in Berkshire. He has money. He's affluent. And he is coming up on his Christmas vacation, probably really excited. He is going to the Swiss Alps to do a couple weeks of skiing. And you can imagine it was an ordinary day. Maybe he's preparing his plans for his ski trip, packing his bags, when all of a sudden the phone rings. And it's his friend, Martin Blake. Now, his friend Martin was working and helping adults in a help community center in Czechoslovakia in Prague. And Germany had started to make moves by this point to take over Czechoslovakia. So they knew what was happening. The countries, Europe, knew that we were on the brink of a second world war. So Nicholas gets this phone call and says, hey, come down and help me out for two weeks. Skip your nice ski vacation. I just need a couple weeks of help. Nicholas says yes, not knowing that saying yes to that phone call would change his life forever. When he was in Prague, after about two weeks, he looked around and he saw that there were hundreds, if not thousands of children who were going to be stuck there. Hitler was marching and they knew that these thousands of Jewish children were probably going to die in World War II. And he saw that there was no plan to help these kids. And it had just been a couple months earlier in September, in November, excuse me, of 1938, that the UK had passed a law saying that we will accept refugee children who are under the age of 17, 
who have 50 pounds so that we could send them back to their home after the war and have a place to live in the UK. If you can give us those three things, 50 pounds, under 17, and a place to stay here in the UK, we will accept these children as refugees. So what did Nicholas do? He took responsibility. He stood up and he began to mobilize and raise money. He began to find housing in the UK. His mom in the UK helped and they would put ads and papers to try to find placement for these young Jewish children. And he then began to put these kids on trains and send them by train in the hundreds to the UK. For nine months, Nicholas evacuated as many children as he could, and he ended up getting 669 kids out of Czechoslovakia before the war broke out. And in fact, the day that the Nazis came in to Prague, to Czechoslovakia, Nicholas had a train of 250 children that were supposed to leave that day to get safe passage to the UK, but they were stopped by the Nazis. After the, after the war, they found out that only two of those 250 children survived the war. Now, Nicholas was a humble man, and he didn't tell anyone, not even his own family, his own wife, what he had done. He had taken photographs and wrote the names down of all of the children that he had saved in a ledger, and he had put that in a box and stuffed it away in his attic. And it wasn't until years later when his wife was rummaging through the attic that she found this old book and she flipped through it and she asked Nicholas what this was for. And he's like, oh, I don't really remember. And then she realized what it was. She brought it to the BBC and there is this extraordinary special from the 1980s where there's Nicholas Winton in an auditorium and the room is, he's surrounded by elderly people. And the host says, is there anyone else in here? Is there anyone in here that was saved by this man, Nicholas Winton? And about a third of the room stands up. Can I ask, is there anyone in our audience tonight who owes their life to Nicholas Winton? If so, could you stand up, please? Mr. Winton, would you like to turn round? On behalf of all of them, thank you very much indeed. Nicholas didn't set out to be a hero. He just set out to save the life of one child in front of him, as many as he could in the time that was permitted. And today there's estimated to be 5,000 descendants of those 669 children that were saved. 5,000 people who owe their life to Nicholas Winton. And it made me think and reflect on my own life. Wondering how many times has the phone of destiny rang and I've not picked it up. Maybe not doing really 
great and flashy things like Nicholas, but I doubt Nicholas felt that it was flashy in his time. It just seemed like the the responsibility, the need that was in front of him, the small little bit that he could do to help the fellow humanity, to help the people around him. And he was humble. He wasn't seeking a, a, a PR shot or another massive publicity campaign. He was trying to help people. So my thought that I want to leave you with today, question, are we opening our eyes? Are we opening our ears to the everyday simple steps, simple acts that we can do to take care of and care and show generosity to people around us in need so that one day, 40, 50, 60 years from now, we won't remember, but maybe someone will come up to us and say, hey, you don't know me, but I know you. So ask yourself that today. Are you taking steps to be a change maker in your world? Are you taking responsibility, not just for the needs of yourself, but for the needs of those around you serving and caring where you can? Thank you for listening to this episode of Weaver and Loom. If you have any questions about this episode or any previous episodes, please go to the website, lucasrobot.com. The link is in the show notes. And there's a little button that you can click and you can send a voicemail and ask a question that will appear here on Weaver and Loom. And if you found this story moving or encouraging or challenging you, to step up and make a difference in your world, to weave the destiny in the world around you, then please share this with a friend. As always, until next time, I'm Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom, where destiny is woven.